In life, the most important thing is trust. Without it, everything is a lot harder in a quickly changing and turbulent time. Barclay Pierce Capital is a safe pair of hands, an organisation built on people. They understand you've worked hard to build your nest egg and their asset management business is tailored to suit your needs. Their services help grow your wealth in order to provide long-term safety and security for you and your family. BPC, just a phone call away. Stand by for a start. Locked away. Gates are back and they're racing. Hello and welcome to another edition of At The Track With Osher. Today we are blessed to have probably the rising trainer of the future in Adrian Bott, who is in partnership with Gay Waterhouse. Adrian, welcome to the show, mate. Thanks, Wade. It's, uh, we've known each other probably nearly 15 years now, and uh, it's great to uh, have a horse with you now, which has uh, sort of been a long time coming. But, mate, the purpose of this show is to learn about yourself, Learn about sort of the uh, the fundamentals of buying a, a yearling, buying a group one winner, getting involved in a game. And I thought to myself, well, there's probably no hotter trainer in Australia at the moment, uh, not looks-wise, but definitely uh, <laughs> form-wise. But, uh, mate, talk, talk us through, I suppose, the start of your journey. Um, I did a bit of research and you wanted to be a computer geek. They tell me, <laughs> a bit of a nerd there. So... Mate, talk us through that start. Um, obviously, your, your, your background with uh, your father and so forth. Um, yeah, talk us through that. Yeah, um, I originally grew up in the Hunter Valley, the you know, heart of um, horse racing and breeding here in Australia. Um, very fortunate to be grown um, you know, up in that sort of part of the world and um, into a family that's had the involvement racing. So, um, you know, you just get a – you absorb things, you take things in, naturally learning your, you know, your entire life and career. So, yeah, big head start in that regard. And um, I guess that's sort of where the passion starts. Anyone who thinks involved in the industry or, you know, owns a horse or has anything to do with the industry had some exposure at a young age that sort of got them attached. So, um, you know, that was always going to be the case, case for me. Um, you know, parents were never really – uh, pushing us hard into the industry, uh, want us to sort of find our own paths, find our own feet in the world, and um, you know went and, and, and tried different things, and that's how I ended up at university studying, um, you know, computer programming. What you uh, what you program, mate? No, it was, it was a lot of coding, and um, yeah. and maybe I should have stuck at it. There's plenty more tech billionaires in the world than there are <laughs> horse trainers, I'm sure. But but at the end of the day, you you know you got to sort of follow your passion. And while I was at you know at uni, I, I probably spent more time you know, doing the form, following the racing, mm. having anything to do with the horse industry than I did uh, as a passion for uh, for that side of things. It was more just a, a means to an end to, to sort of have a degree and something to fall back on, uh, but really wanted to pursue the, the horse racing career. And, um, you know, I got an opportunity to uh, travel the world with Godolphin. Um, yeah, t- talk us through that because that's, that's an amazing head start for someone that uh, is young and then they get to learn all facets of the game, I suppose, yeah, don't they? Yeah, it really is. Um, it's... Fascinating. Sheikh Mohammed sponsors uh, 12 students each year from around the world just to have exposure at each of their, um, I guess, sort of studs or base mm. operations throughout the world um, over, over a two-year period. Everything's everything's covered for you. You just get to see the, the best of the best in terms of operations, um, any sort of placements you'd like to, um, you know, external operations mm. you get access to as well. So it opens up so many doors opens up your mind to seeing sort of so many things, what's possible in the industry and just gives you that world, you know, the the bigger picture of, of yep. the industry. So it's been a huge asset sort of going forward. Um, I did a, a stint as a, as a, a steward here. Yeah, in, in I read Sydney, that too, yeah. And, and that probably helped me sort of get uh, some accreditation to get onto the course, uh, give me a different sort of angle um, as to sort of what I, I might have been able to sort of bring to the course. Um, 
you know, rather than just sort of having had some experience on, yeah. the, on the farm. Um, but yeah, learnt so much on that course, met so many people, and, and that obviously led to a, a an introduction here with a role at, at Gaze. Um, that would have been 11, 12 years ago now. Um, and there wasn't necessarily a job, just approached Gay and said, I'd like to sort of come back to, to Australia. Is there anything there? And um, she said, yep, you, you know, you start as soon as you get here and um, just sort of worked way up sort of on, um, you know, from the, from the ground up, um, you know, in all facets of the of the operation, just wanted to, to learn everything and the opportunities came that harder sort of worked. Gay was very fair and rewarding that. And, um, yeah, that sort of eventually after four or five years, led to an opportunity going into to training partnership with her, mm. which, uh, you know, I loved the idea of uh, training. Um, obviously, the, the, the racing and training is what always sort of was my passion and what really interested me and, and drew me in the industry. Whether I would have thought about being a, a trainer in my own right those early days, I, I just thought it might have been, you know, in fairness, sort of too far out of, out of reach, you know. I thought I'll, I'll pursue other business interests within the industry that maybe I could sort of um, – pursue uh but when when gay offered that opportunity i uh, just wanted to grab it with, with both hands you know it's um you know incredible start in, mm. in 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 life and um you know look it's sydney i find is one of the most competitive training environments in, in, in the world now mm. um you know it's well, uh, you, look, stop on that you look today i looked in the uh in the daily telegraph today and you look at the race at cost harbour i think race six I think there's nine last start winners, and there's Chris Lee. So all the big boys are there. Um, exactly, yeah. Keep going with it, that. But it, that's, it that's filters down at all levels. Yes, yeah, yeah. Sydney. It, it, it's so hard to be winning races in in, mm. in in Sydney, and obviously even in the provincial circuit, the country circuit, um, anywhere. There's some you know incredible trainers around, and, and then you look at the quality of bloodstock that's being attracted into Sydney itself each year. You know the the uh, the, the, the top price horses from a yearling sale, or what percentage of, of you know, Magic Millions Easter mm. that, that are purchased by either sort of trainers or, um, you know, big operations that base themselves out of yeah, Sydney. Sydney and yep. New South Wales. So, um, you know, and that's before you even sort of look at any level of imports that are coming mm. in that are sort of handpicked and selected from, from Europe to suit down here. So um, you really need to be on the on, on the front foot in that regard. And um, look, obviously, you know, we've got all the right, you know, feel the right systems in, in place behind us, the right people. But at the end of the day, you also need to have the right, horses as well to be competitive now and you, you are sort of getting found out if you don't have those if you don't have the quality stock they just they just won't stand up in sydney you know you can't be competitive so obviously that's where we put our biggest resources each year now is um you know being able to try and source the best stock for our owners service hopefully service our owners really well so that they're firstly enjoying their experience and yep. you know it's a, it's an outlet for a lot of people it's partly yeah. an entertainment industry in, in, in that regard. So we've got to deliver a good service for, for everyone. Um, and then obviously the, the most important thing to, to back all that up is we've got to deliver on the results yep. as well. So, um, And if you can, there's no better time to be you know, racing in, in Sydney because the, the, there's such a big carrot there if you can be winning those big races, you know, that the, the prize may not offer now in any of those big – like even the day-to-day races, your you, you Saturday race now racing for 150000 You know, yeah. you go back – um, you know, five, ten years, that was, um, you know, sig- significantly less. So um, there's a great opportunity there. But when you talk the likes of, you know, winning an Everest or something, life-changing for, for owners, life-changing for, for, for me if we can we yeah. can do it. Um, so, you know, that's that's sort of what drives us to, to be sort of dealing in that quality stock and, and being in this, you know, tough arena. It's pressure. There's there's a lot going on to, to deliver. But, 
um, if you're going to be doing it and working hard, this is probably mm. the, the place where, to be doing it. Yeah, where you want to be. Well, it's really like, I mean, I woke up this morning at Coogee, went for a nice swim before uh, <laughs> before coming to track work and so forth. But I... Yeah, rub it in. Nah, <laughs> mate, I, I just, you must pinch yourself. You think about it like, I mean, you're probably in one of the greatest cities in the world. Yeah, one of the top trainers in Australia. You must pinch yourself every day about the opportunity you've got um, to do it with someone with such a great legacy with Gay. Learn about those systems. Talk us through some of those systems and sort of processes that are on a day-to-day basis, what you've learned sort of also being around the world with the Godolphin and then yeah. coming here and implementing it all. It's interesting. Um, yeah, you, you're just so caught up in what you're doing day-to-day and sometimes it's just so – it's just such a um, – there's so much sort of happening uh, and, and, and it's full time. It's it's seven days a week for us, 24-7. So it is hard to actually step back at times and sort of either um, evaluate what you've either done or achieved or, um, you know, like you said, to, to realise the position that we've sort of just worked ourselves to be in. Um, you know, it's not until sometimes, you yeah, important to sort of take that break every now and then. But whenever you do, that's sort of the time that you sort of really take a step back and really see what's sort of going on and sort of get that hunger for it as as well and um but yeah it's it's evolved so so quickly and and, and learned so much and you know it was probably very very daunting initially like the the scale of it what we're taking out I mean it was I wasn't just starting out with sort of 10 horses in the in the country that yeah. you know whatever mistakes I make you know no one, so knows. no one knows you know you can get away with those it's sort of like all right we're in as we said we're in the biggest arena in the world and um, now I'm attached to the, you know, the biggest name of racing yeah. in the world, you know, um, Hall of Fame trainer, um, you know, before that a father, you know, the world, one of the world's best trainers. So um, what felt like sort of young, sort of inexperienced stepping into that arena, um, sort of, geez, you know, better better perform here, you know, are we, uh, are we up to this, you know, are we ready for this? And obviously you're always sort of thinking there's people there that are, you know, waiting for you to mm, right fall before, over yeah. and waiting to, to, to fail. So that's sort of what drives you there yeah, early days. But right, yeah. Um, yeah, just obviously always feel that pressure to, to be performing and, and, and do the, you know, uphold that tradition and, and, and um, you know, so worked really hard. We're very fortunate then, uh, I guess, in, in, in that same instance, as daunting as it, as it was, it's it's also a big advantage in, and I've probably approached it from, I guess, training partnerships are quite common common now, but um, being able to come in and, 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 and partner in, in, in this instance in, in an established mm. um, operation, so well established, um, the systems are in place, um, you know, the staff and, and everything, you've got all the right support mechanisms around you. So being able to, to, to come in and start off that base as opposed to, um, starting afresh from your own ground up, you know, as I said, 10 horses out in the country, you know, it probably puts you sort of 10, 15 years ahead yeah, in, does, in that yeah. regard. Yeah. Um, and then just the experience, the volume that you're seeing um, day to day of the horses, you, you, you're learning so much on, on, on that scale. And, and then, you know, hopefully you've got a mentor there in, in Gay and that, you know, she's there to pull you up before you make those mistakes, yeah, you know. Exactly. Um, so, Do you um, lean on her much? A lot, yeah. a lot, you know. Um, and if I'm not, she's there to lean on you. you yeah, know? Like that's she's, great though. She's pushing you, and that's one of the best things I've always sort of found about gay. And and and, and I do always sometimes think yourself, you know, like if I was not in this position and and you're on your own, like I I feel I'm a very driven driven person. person yeah. Um, and you want to succeed, and you know, if you if you make a mistake, like nothing annoys me more. You know, I won't sleep for days. Just thinking about it until like you know you're so driven to over 
you know, yeah. turn that around and overcome it. You know, that's not going to happen again. But, um, you know, she's so good at pushing you out of your, your, your comfort zone um, and sort of going above and beyond what, you know, you thought was either either sort of possible. Um, so that's sort of really good just in your, you know, your, your confidence, the way you're sort of growing within the business, the way you sort of learn and, and, and push yourself. And, you know, you, you just sort of wonder if, you know, without her doing that at times, you know, would you be as successful, or, um, you know, without having that person to tell you, yeah, you know, you need to be doing more or you're doing that wrong or um, – and she's she's very good like that, and she she won't hold back as yeah, well, you know. Good. So yeah. exactly, you know, um, you know, I can I can handle it, I can cop it, I want to hear it, you know. If yeah. things aren't right, um, if something needs to be said, yeah, you know, let's 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 hear it, let's yeah. deal with it, and let's uh, let's fix it, you know. Um, and as I said, it's a, it's been a great way to great way to learn. Um, and you know, she she, she didn't know, I know she's come from a a, a, a great background had a great start her, her, herself she'll she'll um you know she had all the opportunities but at the same time there was there was no one harder on her than her dad and you know she's had to you know fight for a lot of things even just to even just to get a license you know originally so like she's 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 overcome a, a lot herself and she's always felt she's had a lot lot to prove and she hasn't given up you know she's the hardest worker um i i, I know she's she might be on holidays you know at the moment just landing in hawaii but she's uh She's already on to me and chasing up things with with owners and 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 that you know, no one else I'd think in this world would would go to. You're meant to be sort of going having a break, just let down for the, for the week, you know. Forget about things, just you know, deal with it when you're back, you know. Yeah. But you know, it's not even not like she's handed over the reins in some some regard, and she just still treats everything like it's her her, her own, and she's so involved and so interested and and got such a stake in things, and yeah, she 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 doesn't let up at any stage. So she's got so many. You know, you, you you sit back and you you realise why she's been so successful yeah. over the years and how she's been able to keep herself so prominent. Um, she's great at uh, keeping in contact with the, with the owners and keeping them involved. And um, you know, you you really need we we need those owners around us, as I said, to be putting us at the forefront, giving us those opportunities. Um, yeah, we you know we 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 just got given a horse to train say, yeah, uh, out, out, out of Europe. Um, you know, it's a record price. They paid ten million dollars Australian yeah, to, 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 bring, yeah. to to bring her down. You know, so obviously she's a well-established, well-credentialed mare to come down. But to have that opportunity is yeah. phenomenal. And and we we only got that opportunity because of. I was about to say, how did it game. come? How did it come about? Um, well, she was travelling over in, in in Europe earlier in the year. Um, you know, I think she spent some time. She went to all the major race meetings. I think she'd seen her uh, at the races on on, on on a few times. Um, you know, obviously. Husband Rob Waterhouse, he's you know phenomenal with his form worldwide. Yeah. Uh, but they, she she liked what she saw in terms of the horse and, and physically, and um, just always I think thought that 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 would be a, a mare that would sort of really suit, suit Australia mm-hmm. and actually um, yeah would be suited by the style of racing here. Um, you know physically would 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 do well. Um, yeah, she's got that. Um, yeah, she's got that speed aspect to to. to to be suitable down here, and um, yeah, when she came, when it was announced earlier that she was going to be uh, entered in the in the sale at the end of the year, uh, she just she Got just never let up, you know, yeah, <laughs> and, that's awesome. and just chipped away and just sort of worked out how we're we going to get this horse yeah. down to Australia and how we're we going to get it to train, um, and you know, she's she was able to to secure it, and uh, you know, it's again now we've got a an incredible opportunity, incredible yeah. mare to come down. Obviously, we've got to deliver on that, but um, 
you, you you wouldn't think of getting those opportunities. Yeah, no, with, you with, yeah, with, sure. with, with, without you know a foresight like that. So yeah, hopefully we can deliver. It's exciting. Um, yeah, that's so amazing know, opportunity. Could be a could be an Everest prospect as we yeah. as we uh, mentioned. That's their, their life changing races. Um, the prize money down here it makes sense for for those horses to be coming down here and racing. Um, you know that's we've seen huge influx of, of Europeans. Owners love it. Um, you know the horses are established; they can come down, they can slot straight into the carnivals. Um, so, um, you know, look, obviously, it take a little bit of time to adjust as well. But I was about to say, uh, what's the process from 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 yesterday's purchase? Yep, basically, so, to getting here and and, tra- and racing with those particular carnival horses, they can um, they can come down on 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 the shipments where they remain in training. So they they start quarantine over in Europe, and mm. uh, they'll they'll do a two week period over there. Uh, they remain in their training or a specific quarantine facility, but they can go out onto the normal training gallop. So you keep them in full work, uh, and then when they arrive, ship down here to Australia. Uh, they usually go to if they're going to Sydney or Canterbury Park. They close off for a couple of months over the carnival, and they just base themselves out of there. So you've got a beautiful training track yeah, exactly, and facility yeah. to work on every day, and you yep. prepare them, uh, prepare them as you see fit for whatever target races. And after your two weeks, you can come out and and just. You know, slot straight into the carnival. Um, you know, so it's probably easier bringing them over established like like that. Um, you know, sp- for specific target races, um, and and then we sort of usually give them a give them a good good spell. Allow them, you know, in Europe they keep them in work pretty much all year round. Don't yeah, they? yeah, you know, so um, they come down to Australia, uh, give them a bit of time to sort of try and acclimatise. That yeah, in 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 the race over here, a bit more tactical, the early speed. So you got to sort of really. Uh, they've got to get used to that and sort of train that aspect in, in into them, teaching them that 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 early speed to take up a position, um, particularly in those sprint races. Um, yeah, so it takes a little bit of time for them for them to do that. Um, but she's by the time we can get round to the spring, we would have had she would have hopefully had a run over here, uh, a good spell to to let down in the paddock, um, and then you know a nice freshen up. It's a different routine there, probably trying to train a bit more speed, speed into yes. them here. Yep. Obviously, we're training on you know flat tracks. Round a round a circuit, mm. um, you know, Europe probably more uphill gallops yep. daily, so different style, and, and and you can sharpen the horses right up. You know, you, you get some dower horses over there; they come back, change the scenery, change the training, um, and you know, you can train a bit of speed back in, and they can be effective over the shorter shorter trips. But certainly, that's the element you want to be able to see a horse with a bit of speed coming over. The, the ones that are a bit too dow, we just don't have the yep. we just don't have the races for Correct. them. Correct. Now let's step back. You um. What, this show really is, is all about identifying a Group One horse, Group One winner. You guys have been lucky enough to, in partnership to train eighteen. Um, Global Glamour was your first together, and then um, I think the Oaks winner was one of your second Pino. Pino, right? yep. I'd I'd love the, the toughness of that horse. Hey, I mean, when you guys seen it as a yearling and so forth, what what stood out about that horse? I know Jones best aboard it, but when it came into the stable, what 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 really stood out about those two horses? Say that put you on the map. As a partnership, yeah. Look, unfortunately, I can't take any credit for for Global Glamour. Um, you know, James Bester is a genius at picking those types out. So he paid sixty thousand for, for for Global Glamour. I don't think I even got the opportunity to see her see her as a yearling. But when she came in, she was a lovely, lovely, big, strong filly. Um, yeah, she just covered the ground so well and just did everything very, very naturally. Um, you know, I, I think that's sort of early days trying to sort of separate the. Uh, you know what are potentially the group class horses obviously they're just showing that showing that sort of early speed in their work they're doing their work easily naturally um as you're stepping up their work they're just handling it so well doing everything right 
recovery is great. Yeah. Um, they're just those naturally gifted, you know, um, they've just, yeah, they've they've just got, got it. it you yeah. Know? Um, yeah, you don't necessarily have to train it into some of those. Um, say, my father always said to me, he said, good horses train themselves. Yeah. You in know, a sense. Look and after them, look get after them fit them. and yep. um, keep them happy and, you know, get them to the right races. Um, you know, obviously there's an education element with, with the young horses and, and, you know, the, the yearlings and that coming through the, uh, an important process through, through that. But say a horse like, you know, two, two very different horses in, in terms of say Global Glamour and, and Pino, you know, a, you know, a, a, a filly that won by five lengths on debut as a, a two-year-old and could have potentially been a, a golden slipper filly. She was a real sprinter miler, so obviously she was showing plenty of, plenty of sharpness early. And then you got Pino, who was probably a more backward-looking oak style of filly. But in fairness, at the same time, she would still, she was still showing you a lot yeah, as, could, as, as a yeah. young horse. You yeah. know, so there was something about her that um, you thought, you know, I, I, I like this filly. I, I like the way she carries herself, the way she goes about her work. Uh, again, just a, a nice athletic style of horse. And even she got to the trials, and you know, it all happens a bit too quick for them. Yeah. You know, she's she's by Piero. She's bred to her later, but the fact that she was there and she'd got herself there, yeah. and you know, she she might have actually. I think from memory, just flashed home late in yeah. in 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 her first trial. Just there's always a glimpse of something that you just go, oh, hang on, you know, yeah. what was that? You know, yeah. what what did I just see there? That you know, you don't, you know, the average horse isn't just doing that. You know, whether it be the first jump out that we do, you, you yeah. get them over there. The good horses of you know, it's their first time at the gates on the yeah. grass. Bang, the lids open and they hit the ground running. And they're just you know up traveling, you know, a length in front of yeah, you. Yeah. Just you know, they're just. They've just got to go. All right. Well, that's the natural. Yeah. Um, what about the ones that aren't natural? Have you seen many that may jumped out and went average, and then like I mean, I saw a video of one of Henry Dwyer's that, that got beat twenty lengths in a trial. Yep. And it come out and won a Group Three race. Yeah. Four starts later. I mean, has there been many of those sort of examples of you know that weren't just a natural? And you had to really get them, get them into them, or get into them and get them going. Plenty. Yeah. Um, and you know, I think that's so where, there is hope. Oh, definitely, there is hope, <laughs> and I think that's where Gay's done some of her best work and yep. and some of the things that I've sort of learnt off her and that's where like you said that's where probably the training aspect of it can can sort of really yep. come in and sort of separate you know um, you know why certain trainers can have success with certain types of horses you know like yep. so you know gay renowned for you know having sort of bone and muscle they say you know and that's just it might be getting that making that average horse into a group horse or that group horse into a group one horse or, you know, the group one horse into a champion, you know, just sort of separating through those different levels sort of thing. And that may come down to, you know, I think obviously the the whole underlying thing there is just, you know, fitness and and, and toughness and just sort of probably doing that little bit more with the horses and sort of, or knowing what their threshold is, serving it up to them a bit more. Um, You know, those, dour slow types of horses we've had so many of them that you come through and you think you know this thing just can't get out of its own way but (laughs) you know through just keeping at it you know tapping away at the horse getting it fitter strengthening um you know i think with that sort of the race tactics that we probably adopt as well probably helps a few of those types of horses where training more for for that aspect the, the fitness and the toughness of the horse as opposed to some of the natural brilliance you know not not every horse has got the turn of foot of winks to get them out of trouble, you know that that um, you know they can't all race at the back of the field and yeah. you know show great acceleration. There, like you said, that most horses we have are you know the the average sort of horse, so they don't have that great turn of speed. Yeah. So we have them up on on on, on speed. Money, yeah. Hopefully, got them fitter and 
you know, taking a few other things out of the equation, bad luck out of the equation, you know, things can fall right on your day. They get into a nice rhythm, hopefully out, out tough them, can outstay them. Um, and all that is that probably underlying, you know, foundation and yeah. fitness and training that you've been able to in, instill in them. Um, and yeah, I've seen, you've seen it as well. Plenty of good horses, plenty of uh, better horses get beat back in the field um, through yeah, the, the race shape or bad luck or, or, or whatever thing. So there is hope, you know, there, there are races for yeah, them. Course, and, yeah. and, and, and yeah, that's probably, yeah, sort of not giving up on those style of horses and, and, and even those bigger, raw types of horses. They, they do probably need a little bit more time, but they're the ones that I've found sort of really sort of furnished under uh, under Gay's training yeah, okay, over the years yeah. where, um, you know, people may have discarded them, yeah. them early and, um, you know, Gay will be the first to tell you some of her, you know, she's had some Group One winners that yeah just couldn't get out of their own yeah. own way early days, you know, telling owners, look, you know, I think we're we're in a lot of trouble yeah. here, and then you know, like you said, after a first trial beating twenty lengths yeah. or whatever it may be, and then things just sort of click and fall into place, and like you said, they're just slow maturers. They just penny hasn't dropped mentally. They don't yeah. they don't even know what they're doing, um, but eventually it can fall into place. So wouldn't be giving up on on those. And you look back at. You know, where Gay's greatest success was over the years and um you know, probably a an outfit Guri Guri Park. Yes. Um and they were probably renowned for breeding that style yeah, of horse. Exactly right. um, Desert you know, Wall, those kind of things. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, that's what sort of Gay sort of really made a name on, you know, those those style of horses and they were bred out in the you know, the hills of, you know, Mudgy up there, just yeah. good tough tough um you know, they they were reared in the right way. Um, and they just sort of came in and they were, you know, bigger, stronger. Yeah. They they probably did take a bit of time, but um, they, they they did well and responded under the training. So, um, yeah, different different styles of horses there. What's the, what's the five sort of, uh, sort of steps or, or things you look for when you're trying to buy a yearling that you hope to be a group one winner? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, going to the yearling sales, I'll probably find it very hard to really articulate, you know, exactly what it is that when when you when you see it yeah. um you know feel, more feel. Yeah, yeah i i i feel yeah i feel that's the best way you yeah. know just let them sort of you, you do sort of make up a bit of a, a an instant opinion mm. you know as soon as you see, see that horse as soon as it walks out it might even just take two strides or something like yeah. that and, yeah, well, and all of a sudden you're like, yeah oh yeah. hang on what's this now, yeah. let's see a bit more of this or uh, you know don't really like this you know this is yeah. for me and you know and it's funny those those style of horses that we just talked about, those bigger Aurora types, they probably wouldn't necessarily be the, the horse that mm. we go out and try and source or, or me personally. Um, you know, Gay and I have sort of sometimes have varying opinions and, you know, I've learned everything I have from Gay, but then obviously tried to refine yep. my eye and opinion through everything that I've seen through the yearling sales, through the horses that come through here. And, you know, it just depends on what we're advising people. And, and, and again, it comes down to, you know, what your end goal is, what you're trying to buy a derby horse, a slipper horse, uh, what's your budget, you know, there's you know, there's a lot of cult syndicates put together, so, you know, a lot of people can, you know, pick out the you know, the the, the standouts, you know, and you know, you've got to you've got to pay for those horses, you know. Um so yeah, trying to pick out the the ones where as a trainer you feel is hopefully gonna be the, 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 the racehorse for us and I guess the biggest thing dealing with them day to day is is their temperament. Yes. Um you know, so you really want a horse that you can you can work with, a horse that you can train. You know, just 
makes life so much easier for, for everyone involved. Yeah, yeah. And, and I think you can get a really good gauge on, on that just by sort of observing the horse and, you know, their, their mannerisms at the mm. sales. And yeah, you get you get a feel for the horse and, and, and a lot of that you, you're obviously trying to um, yeah, gauge their, 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 their temperament, their, their willingness. Um, and yeah, that's that's one of the biggest things. You know, it's I, I can't tell you how difficult it is training a horse with a, with a yeah with a bad attitude. Yep. Um, Dead mouth. You know that the hot hot fillies can be can be difficult. You know, you only got to look at the in life. Isn't yeah, it? It's, it's, it, <laughs> it is in life for sure. But you've only got to look at the environment we're here, here in sitting at the stables. Yeah, uh, we're in amongst the school here. Yeah. Kids are yelling all day. They're yeah. crossing roads to get to the racetrack. There's five or six hundred horses out on the track there's a lot happening you know some of these hot fizzy fillies they yep. they 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 stress they they get themselves worked up they don't settle in their work they they lighten off in condition um you know and again you know we want to probably be able to use fitness to our ad- advantage yes. so if we've got a horse that we can't work because it's too light and not eating and stressing you know just time. Uh, uh, it's it's making out. it's making it very difficult mm. to, to do our job and get the horse fitter and give it give us our advantage when 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 you need to you know really cuddle it all the time. But at the same time, we've had plenty of those types come through that are that are natural horses. You don't have to sort of work them as much. They're they're hot, but you work with them. They've got yep. the ability. You know, like horses like Overreach, Global Glamour was a bit that way early days. Um, yeah, like you said, they they mature a bit of time and. Uh, but yeah, I wouldn't be setting out to buy a. You know, there, there are certain types that you would be worried about. You know, yep. colts with temp- bad temperaments can be can be difficult, can be dangerous, um, and obviously, you know, like any, like you said, the young young lads, they're they're very you know willing Boisterous. to. Wo- they want to work against you. You know, yeah, you tell course, them let's yeah. do this, and oh, no, I want to do this. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Um, Sounds like some of my teachers saying exactly. to me, mate. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So you know, it's, it just makes life life difficult and you know you you know you've really got to be able to stand over them in in that regard and again that's sort of where you know, you you learn the attention to detail from gay in every every regard in sort of keeping on top of those things noticing those early signs if you, yep. you, know, if you, you you are we are going to get these good horses and even the one you know those, those sorry you are going to get those bad tempered horses in the stable and even the ones that you thought showed you all the right signs at the at the sales can still develop that way and you know with a bit of you know, a bit of bit of strong feed and a bit of fitness into them. They, mm. um, you know, they, they 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 start to feel themselves a bit as well. Yeah. You know, at times. So you really got to keep on top of them. But um, that's sort of a, a big thing. Uh, look, I just think an overall athleticism. Yeah. You know, and, yeah. And, and again, that's just sort of something you're getting a gauge on and a feel for. Um, yeah, I feel you be able to sort of develop your eye after seeing you know a lot of yearlings, a lot of horses, seeing it. You know, 150 horses walk past me every single morning and watch yep. them work. You, you get a feel for all right. Well, what is it that we're, what are we looking for, and what sort of overall athleticism? What's that look like? And, um, yeah. So, just looking for that with the horses. Obviously, some of the bigger, heavier types of horses, um, they're going to take a bit more work. Are they? You know, they're still only young. Are they still going to grow and keep getting heavier? Um, are they going to be sort of geldings, or are they going to need more time, or are you going to have a lot of injury concerns with those horses trying to get them to the track or yep. trying to get them fit we don't want to be waiting again we're, we're asking owners to invest in in these horses at the sales we don't want to be asking them to wait another three years before the horse gets to the track while we're waiting for it to you know fill out into its big frame or to you know for its you know everything just to strengthen up so that we can you know get it to the track or finally get it fit you yeah know? um you know so that's probably a big aspect of it and just um i, I think when you 
again, this is sort of where it's hard to describe it. When you just sort of look at a horse, uh, everything's where it, you, you got a, an idea and a picture of all the all the parts and where where they should be and uh, the proportions of everything. It's balance. Um, is everything in the right place? Um, how do all those sort of components sort of work together when they're when they're moving? Is everything sort of in in unison and working working together as as, as it should? Um, Yes, again, I, I sort of find it a bit hard to articulate exactly what that might be, but you get a feel for them moving out, and you go, "Yep, I, you know, I like this horse; it's got something about it." Even then, there, there might be exceptions. Look, you know, I'm always looking for these certain um, aspects of a horse, but you know, this doesn't have it all. It's you know, you're forgiving on certain faults, but you know, but geez, it really moves really well. It carries itself, and um, yeah, there's just a whole, you know, it's nice and light on its feet. There's a whole athleticism about yes. the horse so you, you see you can be forgiving on other aspects you know and and, and you got to be um you know you, you you really have to be forgiving in, in a lot of regards you know the perfect horse probably isn't necessarily there and if Especially, it is yeah. yep. it's um you know you've either got to pay too much money for it that we can't necessarily afford and and even then they're not necessarily the the group one horses you yeah um probably plenty of horses that we mark highly that uh, we miss out on purely because they're well, well and truly over our budget. Um, you know, we make compromises and you know um, on on equally sort of nicely rated horses, but we are making compromise on whether it be pedigree or yep. some certain um, physical attributes. Um, and 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 they may be the one that's the the, the better style of horse. Um, what's the it, what's the one thing you forgive it to say? Like obviously. I did a lot of learning when I first started through Gerald Ryan, and I said this on a podcast earlier. Um, and he said to me, "Go and look at the winner, and you know, go and look at the, you know the eight winners that go through this, um, at say Randwick. You know, just go and look at their confirmation. And you look at them, and there's you know there's offset knees, there's toe in, toe out, sickle hocks, whatever it is. What's the one thing you would forgive more so than something else yeah. on, a, on a horse's confirmation? Look, I, I'm. Again, very very similar to that. We've seen all sorts of horses come through the stable. Yep. That you thought, geez, if I went to a yearling sale and that thing, you looked at it front on that thing, walked towards me, you'd say, put it back in the stall, yep. please. You know. <laughs> um, and, and a big part of that is also the perceived, um, you know, like yes, they they do have a, a a confirmation fault there that may make them more likely to have um, issues issues going yep. forward or it may need to be managed and and therefore if you if you're buying these horses to then make the recommendation to to on sell them to, to people you know it's sort of hard to to do that you know in in, in if if something was more likely to happen down there um, yep. so you've got to that's probably sort of always plays on your mind a little bit or right, well, we've just got to eliminate that that risk we can't you know it's it's, it's not necessarily our our own money that we're, yep. we're we're putting into the horse. So, uh, but yeah, definitely, I, I I'm always sort of more of the view. I'm watching the horses walk out from from a side on view and getting a whole overall picture yep. of the horse, the fluency of it. Yeah, yep. And very, you know, every now and then may sort of look in front, but I'll be very forgiving yep. in that regard if everything, everything tick the boxes yeah, okay. on the side the way yep. that they moved through it. And yeah, it might be a little bit offset or it might be turned out, but you know, the horses are still developing yeah. um you know they 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 do sort of come around in some of those faults um you know the i, I guess the offset knees are, are never really going to change um but yeah i guess that's probably one thing i've learned as opposed to sort of being taught by the 
by the book what you need yep. to what you need to look for and these is this is the correct confirmation and this is a fault mm. as opposed to all right this is what we can train and what we can deal with yeah. what we can manage um you know uh, uh, and again the physical type is it you know is it a big heavy cult yeah, with a fault all right yep. well it's going to be issues that's probably going to be issues is it a nice athletic type a bit lighter framed yep. filly with a nice pedigree that moves really well uh, with a bit of an offset knee well that's Let's let's take a chance and let's get it for half price and yeah. that's great value, you know. Yeah, and that's yeah, going to be the yeah. natural runner and she stays sound a whole career and never has an issue. And the perfectly conformed horse can still have can yeah, still have issues as well. They're, 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 they're yeah. athletes and um, you know things can happen. But that's probably um, you know we've probably been able to get a better feel and the advantage of being where we are, being able to see so many horses. And have so many examples to, to be able to deal with and go, oh, when I see that, if I like a horse and I've seen a horse with that fault, you can think back and go, oh, no, hang on, had so-and-so, yep. you know, successful with this previous, I, w- I wouldn't be worried about that, you know. Yeah, 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 of course, or someone yep. said, oh, wouldn't you, wouldn't you, you be concerned like that? Oh, you know, I, I, I'll never buy a horse like that. Oh, you know, our group one went, winner, you yeah. know, so-and-so just, you know, you should have seen it. Yeah. with its hocks or, you know, you should have seen how it turned out it was or, you know, it was so offset. I well, just um, see the other day, I wish I win, won the $10 million Golden Eagle. Did you see it when it was born? Yep, incredible. Like, you know, it's like amazing, it, it, it was, you know, and they're, they're one of the best studs in, in, yeah, in the world. Wakato, and, yep. and that's probably another aspect that probably hadn't touched on yet in the selection process is uh, where, they're, where they're coming from. Yes. You know, knowing yep. they're coming. And, and, and I think that plays a big part in, you know, um, no disrespect to it anyone out there by, by any means but you know they've got amazing yep. facilities there and mm. say Waikato they've yep. just got um, the and most Cambridge, incredible Waikato, op- those places. you know they're, yep. they're on the, the grounds that just breed Winners. good horses mm. sound horses and, and here's a horse you know def- you know, almost deformed yeah, at, yeah, at, was, at yeah. birth you know so they've managed it obviously it's needed a bit more time but you know a, a great example of uh, you know through the correct management early days and being reared in the right you know, pastures and through the right place, you're breeding it, uh, you know, a sound horse. And yep. here, here it is winning, you know, the biggest race for, for four-year-olds in, in, in Australia um, and, yeah. and doesn't look like stopping anytime soon. So that's a that's another big aspect in giving you confidence on, mm. on, on where you're buying from in terms of sort of how that horse is then going to handle that early early training and, you know, and, and, and what we're about to put them through. Yep. Mate, a horse that I feel put you right on the map, and I'd like to know what feeling it gave you as Farnan. Yep, well and truly. Um, very special horse for us because, um, yeah, he was very, you know, pretty pretty early in, in, in the partnership. And the Golden Slipper within within the industry circles, it's probably, you know, the, the one race that would certainly be sort of very well, you know, probably most, most recognised. Yeah. Um, so... You know, I think that sort of really helped establish us as, as, a, as a training partnership. Yeah. Like you said, it put us on the map, and that's when everyone sort of said, "Hang on, these guys, you know, uh, as serious working. these guys can make it. It is yeah. working. Yeah. Um, they've you know got a cult to win. You know, the the, the breed shaping race. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. And you know those those, those two year olds there. It, it, it's a difficult race to win. You know, we're fortunate that training partners made a habit of winning yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah, so yeah. it's a it's a good race in that regard and she absolutely loves it but um yeah the the, the two-year-olds obviously uh, uh, always played an important part for the stable of the industry um you know as i said now him sort of going on to stand at stud um and hopefully he's going to be yeah an influence on 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 the breed and plenty of nice progeny coming through but what was the uh, one uh, thing that stood out about him mate 
Uh, he just, again, uh, coming through, was just a, 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 natural, a natural early days. But he's, he always had great speed and just yeah. sustained speed, tactical speed. Um, like his those early two-year-old races, he just travelled so well and so easily. Like he, he, he would lead up a field and was just able to then just quicken off it, you know. Um, he was... He was he was excellent, you know. Like obviously, just um, very, and 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 that led to then so many more opportunities mm. in terms of sort of people giving you. Yeah, all of right, course. Well, all right, they've gone to the sales and selected some, you know, cult prospects and paid a lot of money. Well, um, you know, he would like to give them to to our team, you know, based on on the results that we've been able to get. You know, so it, it opened up so many doors and opportunities. As I said, it was sort of very well recognised within the industry. So it 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 helped a lot. That was sort of the real turning point and you know maybe up until then um you know we hadn't had a great run with the the two-year-olds and as i said gay places so much importance on 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 that um you know i felt she was sort of really tough on us in you know or, or on me in particular just not being able to sort of really sort of have success in that part of the of the yep. business or the training so you know i was really set out all right well you know need to turn this around or prove you wrong gay yeah you know, we can, that's what you, you know, did yeah yeah so and, and you know straight away that's what that's what delivered so it was um yeah very satisfying in that regard and um yeah it just it, it changed a, a lot of things and it came along at a very important time the confidence that must have given you mate it must have been amazing just in yourself walking taller walking proud around the stables <laughs> i mean honestly i mean it's like you took that horse to canberra and i reckon that horse would have come out with confidence and, and more you know, able to walk back to the stable um, strutting. You yeah, know? No, well, well and truly. And, you know, just what he was able to do in that early part and sustain a campaign the way he did, um, just had to sort of manage him there there early. Um, you know, and, and he just kept going through like he was uh, un- un- unfortunately beaten at the Magic Millions. And, you know, I was so confident going in, into yeah. that race that he was the horse for us. And, you know, I actually lost a bit of confidence that day. And I thought, oh, you know, like yeah, maybe I was getting too far ahead of ourselves. Maybe he's not the horse that I built him up to be yeah. and and obviously that can always happen as well and um, they show you plenty and uh but he, he had his issues and excuses on on that day and um quick turnaround he was able to bounce back and um yeah go go through undefeated through through the slipper so sort of really really kick back all right well mate we'll recap on what you look for just um first of all it's got to be the ooh yep yep firstly the yeah, the just the the overall First impressions. Let's so, if, so if I'm lip reading you at a sale and I see your mouth go, ooh, <laughs> a, I'm following a, you around <laughs> on that horse, right? Yeah. Second of all, uh, the balance of a horse and the fluency of a horse. Yes. So they're probably the two major things that we could take out of today. Yep. And then obviously attitude. Yep. Yep. So they're three things that we would say to each other, okay, ooh, balance and attitude. Adrian, thank you so much for your time today. You've been very, very, very generous. It's great to know a bit more about what happens in the stable and actually being involved with Gay and, and obviously the team and what you do. It's uh, yeah, it's 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 amazing, mate. And it's a credit to you. I've known you for so long, but see you grow as a person is uh, is a credit to yourself and obviously your, your family must be proud. So, mate, thank you for being at um, on the track with Osher this week. Thank you very much. Appreciate. It. I love what you do and. Hopefully we're going to have a bit of luck with the, with the partnership and look forward to doing more business together. Nah, for sure, Adrian. There's no doubt about that, mate. Look, if you like the show, hit subscribe or follow wherever you listen. Thanks so much to Adrian Bott today for his time and, and being so generous and just giving us a massive insight because I think our listeners would have learned so much on what to do when to look for a, a Group 1 winner. 
If you'd like to get in contact, look, you can always go to Gay and Adrian's website. Um, so check out that uh, and, and also come to the Osher Group as well. So we're going to do some more teaming up uh, in the future. But once again, Adrian, thanks so much and uh, thanks for joining the Osher at the track. Thanks, Wade. Appreciate it. This podcast was made by Afternoon Sport Group. The new Elite Bet app has arrived. It's got all the betting features you expect and new ones you're going to love. Elite Bet is your one-stop shop on race day with Hot Bet, where you can back the tips of proven winning punters. Build fast sports multis and play same game multis. The Elite Bet app is the smoothest betting experience around. Trusted for 10 years, Elite Bet is 100% Australian owned. The only betting app you need this summer is Elite Bet. Gamble responsibly. Afternoon sports. Are you thinking about making a podcast? If so, contact the Afternoon Sport Group. We'll make it easy. With the technical know-how and industry knowledge, we'll get your podcast up and running in no time. Get in touch via our website or email hello at afternoonsport.com.